You need to sit down and intentionally write out routines that will build you into the person that you want to become. Think of three supporting skills, three supporting actions that you can do on a daily basis in order to establish that as a habit and that discipline and those habitual patterns of progressive increasing actions will build the life that you're looking to create. Welcome everybody to episode 26 of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host, Ponywood Paul, and Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals that are creating the life that they want to live. My goal is to learn how they actually create that content for today to inspire you to create content for tomorrow. And on this episode, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Stacey Irvin Jr. He's a wellness coach, elite athlete, former U.S. national team gymnast, and also content creator, all wrapped into one. You guys will figure out why pretty soon. And in this episode, we kind of touch on a wide array of topics, but three of the ones that's kind of stood out to me is when he mentioned pivoting with the purpose. That really stood out to me because sometimes I know we might get tired of what we're currently doing and we want to switch it up, right? But sometimes you got to ask yourself, are you switching up just because? Are you switching up to kind of better yourself, right? Because let's say you switch up and you end up somewhere that you get kind of get back in the same rut. So, you know, pivoting with purpose is something that I think everybody should definitely think about when they want to make that next move. Then we also talk about the importance of wellness over fitness. Now, if you remember, I said he's a wellness coach and, you know, kind of coming into the interview, I saw him more of a trainer uh, and fitness coach, right? But he made a clear distinction that sometimes we focus on fitness because we all just want to look nice and be sculpted and, you know, have uh, our IG popping. But he made that distinction because wellness is overall. You know, everybody obviously wants to look good, but you got to make sure that are you feeling good? Are you eating good? Are you treating yourself mentally well? And then towards the end, Stacey actually shares the one thing that we all need to do if we want to start creating the life we want to live. So tune in. Without any further ado, let's get creative. Well, welcome, Stacey. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent, brother. Thanks for thanks for putting me on for this. <laughs> no problem, bro. Man, it was hard to get you, bro. I mean, you you, you booked and busy. You booked and busy. You're like, yeah. yo, I'm gonna be booked until this, so but we'll make it work. But nah. right, right, I try and find the time, but when you're, you know how it goes when you're operating, working on that vision. Yeah. You kind of, you have to. I schedule things with myself, like they're meetings too. Oh, for real? I schedule. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so like. So, so sometimes when people are like, you got time, it's like, no, I'm not necessarily <laughs> with someone else, but like there's stuff that I need to get done. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you, bro. I feel like the moment I started using my calendar for like real life shit, that's when I'm like, oh, Ooh. like this can change the game. Cause I think I used to yes. like, oh, let me just book. I have a class here. I have a class this, but then it was like a edit this during this time or reach out to this person or send this email. That's when I feel like I started getting in my bag and being more efficient, if you will. Yeah. And I, and I feel like you when, you know, I don't know if everybody that listening to this might know your entire history, but when I think about all the stuff you've done as I was, I was prepping, right, I feel like you've done a lot of different things and you're always kind of like pivoting. So mm-hmm. I, I want to touch on all of that, but I kind of want to just start with you. Like, have you always been this kind of motivated, let me accomplish this, let me set this goal, this vision? Have you always been that, that since you were young? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have a good support system of mentors when I was growing up. And I think that the lessons that they taught me really 
instilled that in me as a, as a core value mm. uh, to continue to press forward, to continue to set a goal, to have a high expectation of yourself and ha- have a high standard of execution on that. Mm. I think it's, it's been critical to everything that I've done, uh, but, but particularly, you know, having, having my coaches, having my, my mom, having my, my parents, my brother, my sister, like push me and, and always sort of look at me in a sort of light as if, there's some, you're going to do something. You're yeah. going to do something great. I find that to be extremely valuable. And I try and give that same energy to, to the people that I'm involved with because mm-hmm. I know that it could be a game changer. So No, for real. And I noticed that too because I think when we actually met, that was uh, – actually, oh, bro, actually, it's almost two years to this date because I met you 4th of July. Yo, 2019. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah damn. I, just, I didn't yeah, even realize yeah. that. But I remember I met your brother, Drake, then. And, you know, I can kind of already see that that love and support. And a uh, funny story about when we met, actually. I remember um, it was like the second day where all, y'all got up. You're like, oh, let's go work out. And I'm like, work out? Because I'm seeing this this guy. I'm seeing uh, Kev. We had Ira. So to paint the picture, these yeah. are all six-foot U of M, you know, past athletes. And they're like, yeah, we're going right. to go work out, bro. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll attack along. <laughs> and the funniest part, I remember like you would do your set of workout, right? And then you would be done and then you just like remove all the weights and then like, yeah, you can go, bro. And I'm like, damn, like put put five pounds <laughs> of like, ten or something. <laughs> 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 I was thankful that I, I couldn't I couldn't uh, compete. But no, nah, yeah, I keep it clean plate. I ain't trying I'm trying to put no no pressure on nobody to do something. Right? <laughs> and I appreciate that. But yeah, going back to that, man, I saw the love that your your brother had for you. He's a very cool dude. And I kinda wanna understand a little bit more about your um your family life. Give us a little bit. Um, what is the most memorable thing about your childhood? Contextually, uh I was raised predominantly in a single parent household. I mean, uh my dad lived you know, in the same state, but I didn't see him nearly as much. I lived with my mom. I would visit my dad. Um, so seeing her operate day in, day out as a single parent, uh, it was it was challenging because I know that there was a lot of stress on her to try and keep the household up. And, you know, young boys, you didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, you're, not thinking like, you're not thinking like, oh, yeah, let me make sure I help you out. You're just like yeah. a little dude mm-hmm. and, and being a little kid. So, um childhood wise i mean the things that stand out the most are kind of it's funny because i actually was thinking about this more recently is like my the thing that stands out to me most about my childhood is that it's always kind of been i've always been kind of doing something different right like it's like it's not something new that i do different things like i've always kind of Mm. been not a loner in a sense but like my interests put me elsewhere than the majority of people so like uh, as I as I've gotten older, that sort of sticks out to me most about my childhood. It's like, wow, you know, times when I feel like I need to conform now, I'm like, it's never been me. It's mm. never been my thing. So, I'd say that that's what sticks out the most is like that history of nonconformity, not to be a rebel, but to follow what my heart pulls me towards and what I'm interested in. Yeah, and I noticed that too because I remember, um, you know, on your podcast you used to do, you had an episode called Flip the Switch. And as you were talking, I thought about how many times I feel like you flipped the switch. You know what I'm saying? You know, somebody might know you as a gymnast. You know, somebody might know you as the guy that was doing the podcast or, you know, also doing a training and fitness. So I feel like you've always kind of been ready, you know, even wrestling. Like, it seems like Mm -hmm. that's always been instilled in you. And I want to know, do you have an idea of where that comes from? 
Um, I, I do. It's Holy Spirit, <laughs> to, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm real, I'm real deep into, you know, meditating and, and remaining present with where I'm at. And sometimes it, it used to feel a bit chaotic to me when I didn't really understand how I was being guided, not really understanding that the basis was, was like faith works. Um, but again, as I mature more, I see the threads of everything. I see how it all, how it all intertwines. And, and really, I would just say trying to be as present as possible, um, is what really does it. And, you know, you continue to learn, you continue to grow, but you mentioned the word pivot earlier and, and I see it as pivoting. Yes, but it's like pivoting for purpose, like, where is that intention pulling me towards? Where is that? Where is that? Everybody has an intuition. It's it's whether you listen to it or not that really will determine and define how you how your life shapes out. Mm-hmm. But like, really trying to listen to that intuition and pivoting for what what is purposeful in that, not just moment, but in that overarching conglomeration, I guess, of, of experiences. Mm-hmm. Pivoting with a purpose. I like that, bro. And uh, that, that touches me because I'm, I'm going through this phase right now where I, I'm not really, you know, fully enjoying what I'm doing in terms of work-wise, right? I feel like some days it's kind of just going by. And recently I just kind of applied to a job just because, you know, a friend had mentioned it to me. And randomly I was invited for an interview, right? And when I got that email, I was kind of like, oh, dang. And it made me really think about like, okay, I I know I want to switch something up, but am I necessarily wanting to switch to this purposefully? Or is it more just because I want to just feel something new? So I think that's a, that's something that I want to reflect on as uh, we kind of go through this. And I want to also go back to you. That's important to notice for yourself too, right? Because like, are are you going to go in there and, and find yourself in the same predicament? Because wherever we go, there we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, are you going to find yourself in the exact same position within this new position? That, mm-hmm. Like that's stuff that people have to decide too. And I know that sometimes decisions have to be made out of necessity, but it's also important to, to weigh the, the effects on your mind and your spirit in these transitions. Because if you end up in the same spot, you haven't, not that you have regressed, you've progressed yourself to a new point, but like, you still have understanding to to come towards to, yeah. it, within yourself in order to make like a, a that purposeful move. Exactly, and that's what I thought about. I'm like, dang, like, what if I just do this, but then I end up right in this pose? So I might as well just use the time that I have now to really make that make sure that next pivot or that next move is actually meaningful. So, and mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of went through that because you know I don't know if anybody knows, but you had a short stint in software sales. Do you want to kind of give us mm-hmm. a little bit of background on how that came to be? Man, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm graduating college. I had, you know, finished my gymnastics career to the extent that I really saw, you know, the, the goal had changed. I wouldn't even say the goal had changed. I would say there was an evolution of, of me as a person that had me step out of gymnastics. And so I'm looking like, all right, where can I apply my personalities, my skill sets, my strengths? What's going to help me grow? What's going to challenge me? And so I'm like, all right, bet, you know, like I'm graduating college. Let me get this, let me get this job, right? Yeah. It's, it's a good job. I'm like, cool. But as I'm doing it, you know, I'm trying my hardest. I'm like, 
try it's sometimes you just like throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and like I'm, I'm trying every day trying to i'm arriving early doing extra shit just for people around the office starting the pots of coffee making sure that the the mood is chill when everybody walks in yeah and then like i'm doing the job as best i can considering the fact that i was i moved from michigan to texas to, yeah. to take this job right i was working for oracle i get into the into the company and on the first day they're like all right well this group of people if your name's called like you're gonna have to go over here um because we're changing some stuff up like you won't be a part of <laughs> pretty much saying like the job that you were hired on for that you're expected is yeah. not the job that you'll be oh. doing we have something entirely different for you to do and i'm like okay cool like new challenge i'm like whatever i'll ride the wave i'll go with it hey. and then it's like but this is not at all what i'm really this is not what my skill set was geared towards like i'm not here for customer success you know that's what it was it's, it's yeah. account management it's a fancy way of saying account management mm -hmm. and i'm like this isn't what i signed up for first of all i'm not going to blame that for the failure of the position and you know by grace of god i'm happy it played out the way it did because it pushed me out of it because mm -hmm. as day in day out bro as it was going i'm just slowly like my soul is dying in here like i feel it this is not my path this is not where i'm supposed to be mm. so I had to start searching for other stuff. It was like nine months, bro. And then I was like reborn into a different, Jeez, <laughs> different nine months and you said I'm out? Yeah, I was like, dude, I'm not gonna sit here and waste my life on this if I know for certain that this is not where I, my my path is. Like, Yeah, no, and you mentioned your path. Like when you realized like, oh, I'm gonna stop gymnastics. For you, what was that like a, uh, I guess I gotta stop gymnastics or did you just know, okay, that was fun, that's cool. Let me switch it up. Or did you always have this, like, I wanted to keep doing it for longer and you had to just change it because of something else? It was it was a, a mix of all of that. Like, I feel like anytime you retire from a sport, whether it's your decision or, you know, just how the cards fall, yeah. it is a mix of emotions, especially when you do something so long. It's like 18 years <laughs> of doing a sport. So it's like, it, it was a mix of emotions, but ultimately it was my decision. So, I mean, it is... I'm at peace with it. Mm -hmm. I go to gymnastic competitions now and I'm like, thank God I'm not doing this. And <laughs> not, not as a knock on the sport, I'm just like, I have no idea who I would be if I was still doing this sport right now. There's been so much growth that has occurred mm -hmm. post com competitive career that I'm like, I have no, I, I would not even be close to the same person. Wouldn't have had one, one billionth of the same experiences by any means. And, and it would have, who knows? Who knows where I would be? It wouldn't be bad, but yeah. in this, uh, like in in this sense, like I feel really good about where I'm at, and I feel very confident moving forward. Like mm -hmm. there are things that I've learned that I just would not have picked up. So, mm -hmm. I mean, as yeah. as much of a turbulent time as that was, it was it works out for the best. Got you. And when you were making that switch out, I mean, obviously we talked about the software sales job, and then when that didn't start to work out, did you start to have this, like? I really want to start making this content, this training, fitness. Was that kind of always inside you or what really made that spark? I I don't think so because even at that point, I was still doing stuff like lightly, but not really, right? Mm -hmm. So after I, after I left that, I, w I began coaching gymnastics because I figured, okay, well, I don't want to do this forever either. I was aware of that making mm -hmm. the move. I don't want to coach for forever. I know this, but... This will give me a sense of stability 
and a sense of security and my knowledge of what needs to happen for these kids to progress in their sport, yeah. which, which frees my mind to actually construct the vision more clearly for myself, right? Because if I'm doing a job that's totally foreign to me and I really need to fully invest all my mind's attention, energy, and effort into figuring out how to do that best, well, by the time I get home, the, the attention and energy to, to create my own vision and cultivate it's not, that it's is, not there. is not as, yeah, it's not there. So um, it, was, it was a big jumping off point. And then I really, once I was coaching, I just was really reinvigorated with the understanding, like, first of all, I love being on camera. Secondly, I love, <laughs> I love, move, like, I love movement. Yeah. I love being able to express my talents. You know, God gives you talents. It's what, what are you going to do with them? I'm like, well, I can still do stuff. Why would I, you know, allow that to just fizzle out? There's no purpose in that. And this, it, it doesn't serve anybody, not even myself. So like, why would I do that? So then I kind of just like started having fun with it and like setting stuff up, filming myself, doing some crazy stuff. And it, it's, you know, people at that point really didn't know much uh, about it, but I mean, it's all still there. Just a bunch of wild shit that I've done. It's, it's really cool. Cause it's not stuff that I'm like, Ooh, I don't know how it's going to pan out. I'm like, I got this. So yeah. did it's you, just cool to, it's cool to see. Did you have a, like your own personal videographer at some point? Cause I feel like he was making a whole bunch of like dope videos and I'm like, damn, this dude gotta have somebody always follow him around, man. <laughs> no, I wish, um, I wish that would honestly be a super big help because it does get challenging trying to find out how to encapsulate the entire scene of something that you're trying to do yeah. when it's just you and a tripod. Gotcha. Um, so when I do have someone helping me out, it, it, it's extremely helpful and it just ups the, the feeling of it too. Cause it kind of like allows who's ever watching, whoever's watching to kind of feel like they're there with me, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned you enjoy being on camera, right? Did you always have this kind of like, cause when I think of gymnastics, it's a sport, but I also think of it more as a performance. Like you guys are putting on a show. Art. Yeah, exactly. Performance mm -hmm. art. So for you, did you always have this like, I want to be on the big screen. I want everybody to see my face. Like, was that always there? Yeah. And not necessarily in like this egotistical sense either. It's like more of a challenge for me. Cause I'm like, how can I make sure that this is as good as possible? Whether it's a production that I'm trying to put together yeah. or whether it's something that someone else has envisioned and is like trying to execute. Right. So mm -hmm. like acting has been an interest of mine being on screen, you know, like the whole WWE thing. Some people think it's like, well, that's just random, but like, no, it's not because it's a huge platform in order for you to get experience and exposure, not just with on screen acting and getting comfortable there, but also stunt work, mm -hmm. um, knowing the cadence of how to, you know, speak, like how to, how to, how to feel out the, um, the pressures of being on screen and on stage. So it's like, I've always kind of had that drive and even now, like, you know, you see stuff that I do, any content that I produce now, it's, it's a performance to me and I want to make sure that it's, it's done as best as it can. I want to bring my A game, not just so people say, oh, look at him, but, but so people understand that like this, it takes effort, it takes work. And like, if you want to do something like that, even still like just being, you know, creating content, you got to yeah. do it with the, with the best of intentions and it, yeah. and it helps people more when they know that it's when it's done well, because they feel like it's gifted, you know, it's a gift to them. Yeah. You know, the, the button says, the button says share, right? When you send something, <laughs> it's like share it. 
sharing is caring. And yeah. so like, I want to make sure that I put some attention and some care in there before I share. No, I agree, bro. I think I'm a, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to stuff that I make almost to a, to a bad degree. Cause even my podcast currently, you know, I, I edited it, uh, all the video and audio and I will mm-hmm. spend so much time like, damn, like, well, I didn't like that little cut, that transition right there. And nobody will notice mm-hmm. that, but because I'm so like, I want it to be the best thing for the people out there. I'm so picky about it. And, you know, right. going back to the performance with you being the WWE, I, I saw the, one of the clips from, uh, I think one of your main TV matches when you were kind of, mm-hmm. whatever that move, I think it was uh, the dude threw you and you basically like landed on your belly to back. Yes, bro. I yeah, was, was scared watching that video. I was scared. Yeah, trust. It, 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 was, it was a weird feeling in the, uh, in the arena after that, for sure. Because yeah. um, I freaked out. I mean, I, I messed up, but like... You kept the I acting going so, pretty well, though. You kept it going. I mean, you, the show must go on, for real, for real. But like, I just remember I didn't feel concussed or anything crazy. Like, But the audience was silent. And I'm like... I was like, oh, shit, am I messed up and don't know it? Like, legit. So, like, uh, the rest of the match, I'm kind of, like, just, like, going through the motion. And I just remember thinking, like, bruh, am I all right? Like, if I finish this, am I going to damage myself? Or, like, am I cool? Yeah. I mean, it ended up being all right. But, like, man, once that freaking third, oh, once that bell rang, I was like, get me out of here, bro. Get me out of here, bro. <laughs> and- I had to take the finish of that match and everything. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me, <laughs> We gotta change this. No, you know, if you watch it back, like you see the dude that I did it, his partner, he was like, "Oh shit, bro!" <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody in the arena is like, "I shit. <laughs> is this okay? Like, is this part of the, this part of the show?" Like, right. I would. Oh my god, no, bro. Yeah. I remember. I was just like, I was like, "Thank you, Jesus," because like I. I was upside down, bro, yeah. when he was going no, through it. No, it was. I was straight upside down. Yeah. I swear to God, it's like background in gymnastics and like body awareness and 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 the spirit, the Holy Spirit, just said, "Nope, turn me a little bit." Yeah, I had an angel watching over me on that one, bro. Nah, that, was, that legit. Every I had okay, so like the head coach Matt Bloom and Triple H came up to me when we got in the back, and they were like, they were like, "Are you okay?" Like you know, I got these big dudes. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my ribs hurt. And he, they're like, what the fuck you mean your ribs hurt? Because early in the match, he like kicked me oh. and like in my side. And like, I don't know what happened, but like I was out for like two weeks after that. And I was like, yeah, my ribs hurt. And they're like, what about your head? And I was like, I mean, I feel fine. They're like, all right, we're going to do like concussion protocol. And I was like, I mean, okay. But like, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I remember the day. I know what it is. I, like all that stuff. Yeah. And I just thought it was hilarious because they were like, they were like, uh, the week after I was talking to the head coach and he's like, He's, I've never, he's like, I've never seen the entire like production crew yeah. freak out like they did. He was like, and then all the rest, everybody else is like, you know, watching. And they're like, everybody was just silent. Everybody, they were like, we ain't never heard anything like that lull. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it was bad. I'm bro. like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, but I ain't gonna lie. I replayed a couple of times. I'm like, God damn. Oh, bro, I've watched it so many times. I'm like, would you would you say that played a uh an influence on you leaving though was that kind of one of your like i don't think it's worth the risk yeah for me i was like look here's the thing in that in that sport in that sports entertainment area right like it's sort of just like an exploitation machine like Mm -hmm. it's a circus right like you don't go to the circus to see the bearded lady and then you go and she's like cleanly shaven you know what i'm saying yeah like i'm a gymnast so like 
if I'm in the ring, like they want gymnastics stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you also want to use that gymnastics. You want to throw me around like it's like it's easy. Like, yeah. first of all, just because it looks easy doesn't mean it is. Mm -hmm. And secondly, to throw the other element of like combat into it, it throws me off because I'm used to me controlling me, yeah. not someone else controlling me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like it. It was certainly one of those things where I was like, man, yeah, like yeah. this ain't I, this ain't worth me dying over. So got you. But the, you kind of knew that going in, but was it like when you actually experienced it that you're like, oh, this shit is real? Is that what was kind of? Yeah, I mean, I I knew it was real. Like, trust me, I knew that there was like, I knew there was risk involved. I mm -hmm. wasn't ignorant to the fact that like things were dangerous. Yeah. But I'm like, and for a while, I mean, I was I'm fine with it. Like, it's not like something that I'm like, I was ever like, I was in. I had plenty of matches where I was like doing crazy stuff. It wasn't something where I was like shying away from the challenge. It was something yeah. more so where I was like, is this going to serve you for the rest of your life, Stacy? Is this something mm -hmm. that if you follow through with, you're okay with the potentials of whatever happens, whether that's, you know, skyrocketing or whether that's like being legitimately crippled from the experience. And I was like, well, certainly not the latter. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, Again, following the intuition, I didn't feel, didn't feel that that was going to be my path for forever, you know? Got you. Yeah, I like how you're able to, to switch it up. And I know, obviously, with that being WWE, TVs, cameras, you know, that, that's probably a lot. And I kind of wanted to ask about your experience when you, you were dating somebody very high profile that most people would know mm -hmm. about, right? Well, I want to mm -hmm. know, I don't want to know, like, details, but I want to know more, how was it for you as a person going through that? Because let's say I didn't know you, right? And I, and I heard about that, I heard about who you are. I feel like from somebody on the internet, they're probably just going to be commenting, saying whatever. So I want to know kind of like, how was your, your mental, your, your, your experience during that whole, that whole time for you? I mean, pretty much for me, I feel th that brings its own challenges, um, especially when it's someone so high profile that like, it's almost as if your identity is assumed to be wrapped up in theirs. Yeah. And it's like, but that's not how it is. And if y'all knew me, knew me, then you would understand that that's certainly not how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so what it, I mean, I think the biggest challenge for me was just maintaining that, not, main, not the distance from it, but maintaining my sense of individuality mm -hmm. throughout it. Because it's like, I never want to try and have that. First of all, that'd be a, a large shadow to be cast over. Right. And yeah, the, the, it, I, I'm in a, if I'm in a relationship, I'm there to support you. It doesn't matter regardless of whether you're, of what you're doing. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I want to be a su support for you. But um, I think the challenge in that was just, I guess, being supportive without being kind of being, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to explain. It, yeah. It's really challenging to explain because it's like for me, I didn't feel like it was significantly challenging at the time. Gotcha. But I look back and I think of like the mental pressures of things, and I'm like, okay, I can see how that could yeah. have an effect. But yeah. ultimately, I felt relatively unbothered mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Got gotcha. you. Like in the um, moment, it was just you and your girlfriend. But I guess yes. I think people see it from the outside because when I think about it, you know, I think you're one of two people. Yeah, probably one of two or three people that I know that people on the internet might know them as somebody on the internet, right? So I'm, right. Always, I'm always curious, like, what is their mind going through? Because I think about myself, like, I'm not necessarily, like, private, but I feel like mm. 
I don't want everybody knowing everything about me, right? And I think it's yeah. weird that you wake up and you're like, damn, am I? Is that me on TMZ? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's a weird feeling. Right, right. So I, right. I was just kind of curious how, what the, the impact that had on you. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can think about it this way, right? Everybody's going to have their own path and you're going to have to deal with the pressures of whatever it is that your choices have led you to anyway. But one of the things I just become comfortable with is like, whatever, if my life's out here, yeah, that's cool with me. However, people need to understand that they're not entitled to someone else's time or energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing. When people feel that they, they feel as if they know you because they've seen you so frequently and this and that, which, which happens sometimes. Like, the beautiful thing about the internet is that you can form a friendship, a bond, before you ever met somebody. Like, even when I was at First Form this past weekend for Summer Smashers, plenty of people who I met where I was like, man, I feel like I've already met you. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the best way possible. But you have those outliers, not at the first one event, but like there have been people, you know, out in, in, in public areas where it's like, I, I'm not close with you like that. And not, not, in a, not in a mean sense, I'm not like trying to shut you down, but I also, there's, you wouldn't just walk up to, to someone on the street and just begin to talk with them as if you guys have a mutual history and understanding yeah. of, of where you're coming from. Yeah. But it's happened before and I'm like, it's it's cool. Like I appreciate your support, but also understand that like I'm my, I'm the, I, you're new to me. I might not be new to you, but you're new to me. Yeah. And so like there's a rapport building phase in relationships. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And sometimes people try to ex- expedite that, and it and it comes off as this like, sense of mm-hmm. entitlement to your time and energy. Because if you're not reciprocating, then they're like sour about it. But I'm like I'm not trying to be any type of way. I'm really not. I'm just yeah. sort of. I just don't know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't I just know, don't you, right know now. you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's the not my plans. Yeah, that's the weird <laughs> thing, um, you know, with social media. It kind of blurs that line. And I get it. I think it is cool that we do have this access, but I think some people kind of take that access for granted, right? Where if they were to see you in public, they might pull up like, yo, let me get a picture. And then if you're like, I don't mm-hmm. really want a picture, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, you think you're so – like, right. no, I just don't want to take a picture with a random person. Right, right. So, right. I'm, not, I'm not ready right now. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do my, my – my curls ain't popping, bro. Right, right, right. Oh, right. man. No, it was good, man. But, um, yeah, and you mentioned first form because I want to get into more of, like, what are you doing now? What's your day-to-day? So can you first mm-hmm. kind of describe what would you say your, your main source of income or time being spent mm-hmm. is utilized right now? Mm-hmm. I would say the predominant bulk of my energy goes into uh, making sure that all of my businesses and schedules are aligned so I can bring it all together because there's a lot of different things I'm working with. I work with First Form. I work with my own brand of Wave Fitness. I have my clients who need you know updates on their programs, updates, meal plans, updates on what whatever, you know, coaching, which I love. I, mm-hmm. I love it when my people reach out to me for that active coaching. Um, and, and the influencing thing, right? Like making sure that I keep content fresh for people because, and even again, this past weekend being at first form, sometimes you have a, that disconnect of like, oh, I'm just doing stuff. Like, man, people probably ain't even really gaining that value. People ain't really feeling this. Yeah. And then you hear people like, bro, everything was dope. Like, I appreciate you for putting that attention and energy into this. Like you can really feel it. And I'm like, oh, okay. That like, Man, renewed vigor. Like, I understand that it is something that's impactful. So really just dedicating that energy. So everything is kind of under this umbrella for me of wellness Mm. um, because it's not about fitness for me. It's really not. 
Like, it's cool to be able to do things and, like, achieve a certain aesthetic look. But my ultimate thing that I preach, especially to, like, people who are my clients in my inner circle is, like, wellness, right? Like, mm. it's about a feeling. If you're if you if you look like a million bucks but you feel like two dollars, like we gotta change something, right? Like I'm 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 more concerned with someone having the physical and mental energy and stability to create their own fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just about fitness, it's about overall wellness. How do you fuel your body? How do you move? How do you recover? How do you make sure that you everything that you do in this fitness space is congruent with the goals that you have to prosper your personal and relational life. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing for me. It's like, it's not about getting up and freaking going to deadlift 600 pounds and then being cash for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. What would that do? That wouldn't do anything. That exactly. wouldn't do anything for most people. Right? Like yeah. it's, it's about, it's about fitting it in. And really cultivating a healthy lifestyle so so the wellness flows because when you feel good good things happen for you that's your point of attraction like you. when you feel good good things happen yeah <laughs> and for you because i want to for people that aren't watching they might be listening to this you know you're looking like the goddamn baby rock over here so i want to know like was there <laughs> you can be honest with this bro was there a point where you that was your goal like you want to be like yo i want to look sculpted and then you just, yes. you then transition into like, oh, like, I can't just be too focused on my looks. It's also my mental. Like, what am I eating? Yes. So I want to take us through your experience coming into that. Yeah. I mean, because when the transition occurred from like leaving sport, right? Because my story is not the one of, oh, I dropped, you know, 150 pounds and now I'm in phenomenal shape and I'm, I just stick with that. Like, it's my, that's not my story. Like, my story is I left sport. I found that when I wasn't using movement as a central piece of my life. Mm -hmm. I felt really sluggish mentally, emotionally. So like it just be it intertwined and I found modes of movement that I enjoyed doing. And then I tried to like gain some muscle mass and through, through a lot of a long process of like research, learning is big for me. Like learning is huge for me. Like if I'm not learning something in moments when I've not been actively seeking information, yeah. like, I feel really shitty about myself and my life. And it and it makes sense. If you're not growing, you're you're dying. There's no there's no stagnation in in the in the human spirit. It's either up or it's down. Like mm -hmm. there's no I'm gonna just coast. Because yeah. if you're coasting, you're coasting down, right? I feel that. Um I, I say that in this instance to to um provide evidence of like the businesses that I've built, the things that I do now. I've been learning so much, like voraciously reading how to what does it mean to formulate a diet for yourself what are macronutrients what are micronutrients what is this specific type of supplement used for how do i incorporate that effectively and efficiently into my own goals so i can make it happen not just quicker but make it happen better and so it was a learning process of of attaining all this information and really bringing it into an understanding to where i can use it and build systems for myself all the all the while kind of keeping that information in places to where I can sort it for other people as well to use, you know? Yeah. So that transition to wellness happened, I mean, unbeknownst to me, but it's been a minute. It just really, in 2020, really clicked with me mm. when I was like, oh man, 
it's not just about fitness. It's about the feeling because like when there were times when I would go hard in the gym and I'm like, man, I'm looking great, but I don't feel great. Like, yeah, what do I need to do to change that? And it's like, oh yeah, maybe take a, maybe take a full approach because you're a whole person and yeah. not just like, <laughs> not just, just, no, you're, I, not, you're not a robot, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, bro. And I think that's what I want to talk about too. I like to really talk about the person because I think the content creation is dope because I think what drives a lot of that is the person. So for me, mm-hmm. I think somebody might just see like, oh, damn, this dude looks dope. He's, he's doing all this. But they might know mm-hmm. that, yo, you was looking dope and not feeling dope. So mm-hmm. I want to ask too, like, were you also considering the mental health side of things? Were you looking for a therapist or you mentioned, you mentioned a mentor earlier, but how are you kind of right. doing things from a mental health aspect? Man, when my mom passed away, the big thing too, and like one of the, ah, I'm going to keep talking about Summer Smash Weekend this past weekend because it was, it was a really great time yeah. and, and it lends, it lended a lot of evidence to the experiences that I have had. And one of the things that uh, kept coming up was like, people were like, I really enjoy what you do. And I want you to know that I really appreciate what you do in the space of mental health when you talk about things in that topic because it's something that people need to know. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more. I was a part of a, a program when I was in college uh, called Athletes Connected. And it was just a space for athletes to come and kind of relieve those mental burdens in, in a safe space. Mm-hmm. And it is something important because following the death of my mother, that was something that I struggled with heavily. It was like yeah. all, an existential crisis, so yeah. to speak, and in a big transitional period. So I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? And so like, it puts me on this path of like, again, seeking information as a mode of not just coping, but getting getting past it. Like that's part of the my grieving process was like, how do I move past this mm-hmm. effectively without rushing over the experience itself? Um, but it's so important, man. Mental health is so important. And I really do feel like through fitness and why I say wellness is because yeah. it's all interconnected. Like if you if you are not feeding yourself properly, if you're not moving properly, you are really not giving your mentality the environment to grow it's like putting a plant in in clay that needs like rich soil you know what i mean yeah like it it just cannot it cannot grow it cannot produce fruit and that's the big thing for me and why i speak so heavily on wellness and emphasize wellness is because the mental outcome is much more important than the physical outcome the physical outcome will be a byproduct but if you're not feeling feeling it all the time like you're you're not giving yourself a chance to grow as much as you can. Yeah. And you, you said a lot of dope things, a lot of good good um, advice that I think people can, you know, pick and choose from. But my, my real question to you is how do you even maintain that consistency, though? Because, you know, after this, we're probably feeling dope. But let's say tomorrow you're feeling kind of down. So I'm kind of curious, what do you kind of revert back to to make sure that you maintain this frame of wellness? Mm-hmm. It's uh it's certainly a process, but the biggest thing is is maintaining discipline and finding disciplines that that suit your um, that suit your level of stability or emotion. I, I don't know. To 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 put it this way, right? Like people say, mindset is important. It is. It certainly is. You want to be able to um, control and guide your thoughts and whatever that baseline is. Like that is what you've repeated the most, right? Like if. If you always tell yourself in your head that you feel like shit, you feel like shit, but you have like a week where you're like feeling amazing, but then like 
it kind of just starts to plateau. You go back to that baseline thought process of I feel like shit, I feel like shit, I feel like shit. Yeah. So like it's a conditioning process. And through discipline, um, regimented discipline, just like things that you can do every day to promote your own health and wellness, which I'll share my own. Um, it, it's, it's important to have your mindset, but it's so, so, so important to establish a good emotional set point, right? Like if you wake up and you immediately feel poor, like if you're feeling bad, then that's an indicator that you need to begin working on conditioning your emotions to a higher level. And it's extremely important for people to understand that. And it's rarely talked about, rarely. Mm. Wow. Do you have maybe some tips on how somebody would do that? Give us like, maybe take us through like a day that you might have woken up down. Like what, what would you mm -hmm. think, or what did you lean on? Or what did you do to kind of switch that up? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it comes, again, it's personal preference, but things that have, I've found to be nearly bulletproof as far as establishing my attitude for the day um, have been things like meditation. And everyone always says, well, I don't want to meditate. Well, exactly. Like, there's an excuse right there. You don't, you don't want to do what's going to help you, right? <laughs> like, that's where we feel most resistance to what, what's going to help us because it's boring to sit there until you start to make friends with yourself. And then you're like, oh, man, like, I actually enjoy this time by myself. Yeah. So, like meditation, um, reading something that is helping you develop yourself, writing down your thoughts, um, eating a nutritious breakfast, getting yourself in a frame of mind that you feel, okay, this might not be the best day, mm -hmm. but it certainly isn't the worst. Yeah. So gratitude, practicing gratitude, like those five things are huge. Mm -hmm. and, and particularly, like I said, I would share what, what, what mine are like, my standard morning routine is I wake up, hmm, refresh, go brush my teeth. I grab my book, whatever book it is that I'm reading at the time. Right now, I've just been steady on the Bible. I'll read maybe 15 minutes. I wake up early enough to get all this stuff done before things have to pop off. Yeah, so but to say. As well, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's discipline. Like I said, it's discipline. But, hey, that discipline will, will bring you so much freedom and happiness. Yeah. Um, but I wake up, brush my teeth, grab grab a book, whatever I'm reading at the time. Read ten pages, maybe thirty minutes. However I'm in, however I'm in the zone, just depends. And then I'll write write down thoughts, what I expect from the day, what I want from the day, what I'm feeling, what happened last night, what happened yesterday, how can I improve? Writing things down, and then I'll go eat some food, and then I'll get ready for the day. Maybe I'm writing again just to solidify what the course of action is, or you know, maybe I'm off to the gym, getting some movement in, mm -hmm. but like, it's all, it's all important. <laughs> like yeah. it, it all, it's all important. And I think like feeding your mind before you feeding your, before you feed your body, it, it rids you of the excuse of like, I don't have time. Well, it's like, yeah. everybody got the same amount of time. What do you mean? Like you're not giving yourself time and you don't have the priority. It's not a time management thing. It's a priority management thing. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, that reminds me of, I saw um, a story somebody posted and it was like, you're not overwhelmed. You're just lazy and unorganized. And I was like, ooh, mm -hmm. are you shooting shots, bro? I know. I know, right? Like, ooh, <laughs> like, ooh, hey. let, me, let me retweet that, though. <laughs> you got me, though. You got me. <laughs> no. But no, that's dope because, like, it's I, – I do this every time because a lot of my people say similar things, and it's always very mm -hmm. good. But what kills me is that it's, it's all so simple, right? 
And I think mm-hmm. what we all need help with is like just that making it of a habit. And I feel yeah. like the, the key really is building that habit to do it almost effortlessly. You know, you brush your it teeth. Is. You don't even think about what hand you put your toothbrush in, right? So if right. you can have that right. mentality for how you wake up and start your day, like you're already you're miles ahead. So I think it's good that right. even though it seems simple what you said, I still think that you could, there's something to take from like for me, I love how you said the reading because that's something that mm-hmm. I've been saying I'm gonna do, but now that you've mm-hmm. you've just mentioned that now I have to do it. So Yeah, uh, yeah. I appreciate you. And, it, and it's that. funny, right? You listen to stuff like this and it and and uh what it does is well now it makes you responsible, right? Now yeah. now you're responsible for the actions that you take because the information has been presented to you. Yeah. That's why I love learning so much, is because it's like you could read a book and you could put it down and it and it the book ain't gonna change your life. You have to change your life. You know? Yeah. People all the time say, Oh my god, yeah, that, that book changed my life. I find myself saying it, and I'm like, Yeah, it it did, but you had to take you had to make the change in order for the change to occur in your life, yeah. right? And yeah. so like whenever you gain some new information, like you gain some new responsibility too. Yeah. Because if you don't act on it, you, you ain't gonna be mad. Well, you're gonna be mad at the author. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna be mad that he ain't come over to your house and, and, and make you do it. Like that, that's you know, very so. true. Yeah, once you know something, like there's no excuse. You know what I'm saying? If I'm your boss and yeah. I tell you how to do this piece of work today, you can't be like, "Well, uh, I didn't, you didn't tell me how to start it." You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's right. no excuse at that point. So, right, yeah. right. Kid, kid touches a hot stove. Ah, that hurt. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's okay. Hey, come here. It's all good. Like just understand that, that stove is hot. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Whatever. I won't do it again. Kid touches the stove again. Parents' response isn't going to be, mm, come here. It's going to be like, I told you. Yeah. No, that, that, <laughs> I remi- told you. that reminds me on your, your interview with Amy Morin, the, uh, I think, psychotherapist is her, maybe her mm-hmm, role. Mm-hmm. You mentioned something yep. about how we have to treat ourselves like our parents. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, but that frame of referencing was like, yo. Like, you were talking about how, like, you know, our parents tell us to do things that we might not want to do them, but we do them anyway because they're looking for the best they're doing it in our best interest, right? So why mm-hmm. don't we treat ourselves like we our parents treat us? And I think right. when you when you when you think about that, you're like, damn, bro, like that's deep, but it's it's pretty simple. It it's, is, it's it is, simple, and bro. and again, you know, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent able to. Well, I won't say able to. I won't say that I'm a hundred percent consistent on executing that for myself. Yeah. But certainly over time, I've been able to build a high percentage of of getting stuff done in that fashion, right? Like. Yeah say you're you're getting serious about like wanting to recover well right and you know you need to get eight hours of sleep and you set yourself a bedtime at 9 30. okay cool you're winding down you go to bed at 9 30 for a couple days in a row and then like all of a sudden you're feeling great and you think you ain't got to do it anymore and it's like all right bet and then you start getting lazy on it whatever and then you start to feel bad again then you're like wait why is this happening oh yeah i stopped doing the thing that i need to do yeah and in that same sense because you've established this bedtime for yourself and you were respecting your own words, you were respecting what you set out for yourself, you felt good not only because you recovered, but you felt good because you can trust what you set out for yourself to do. Mm -hmm. So it's twofold, right? Because now if you disobey what you've set out for yourself, not only are you not getting the positive effect of the action that you're taking, but you're also degrading the sense of trust that you have in your own words for yourself. Yeah. And it just wrecks your self-confidence. Yeah. Not nah, for sure. It's there's, crazy. There's something about, one, accomplishing the task, but then 
the fact that you said you were going to accomplish it and you did it. Like it's a dual mm-hmm. factor of like success and feeling good. So, yes. But, yes, but, yes. but yeah, like you said, I, I don't want to come off across like, oh, I'm this person that's always this mindful. Like I struggle. Mm-hmm. I, I Like one of the reasons that I made this podcast because I was struggling. I wanted to talk to these people and be like, yo, how the hell do you do it? And it's right. almost become my own therapy because I'm every time like, I learned so every episode invigorates me and I, my goal is to invigorate my listeners. So that's why I really appreciate mm-hmm. you, you know, being real. Cause I mean, I don't want you to come across with this fake off, like just sculpts his body all day and looks in the mirror. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that, <laughs> and that ain't it. And that ain't it, man. It's like, yeah. it, again, I'm back to summer smash weekend. That was one of the things that everyone would say to like the elite athletes that we have, the executives that are there, like, Oh man, everyone's just so genuine. And it's like, that's the only way that i see things working and that's the only way that we as as a group of people through first form see things working is like why would i put on this facade that seems like so energy draining to me right that's hard one person and then you meet and then it's like someone else that'd be for me that would be hell like that would be so challenging like to to have to have to like live this dual life like yeah and honestly one of the things for wwe is like for for me i was like i don't want to do that the the lines between the two are so blurred between the persona and the person that it's like until you can separate it that's not and that's not until you earn that right way down the road you know what i'm saying yeah. where you're like rock where you're like john cena like you can finally like be someone else and be yourself and it's like for me that authenticity is yeah it's, it's the only way to set yourself key, free and, and i think it'll we all take some time to find it and uh you know i know we're wrapping up a little bit so i had two more things that i want to ask you uh, one, you've been talking about, you know, Smash Weekend a lot. Can you kind of describe what First Form and what your affiliation is with that? Mm-hmm. So First Form is a supplement company, but deeper than that, it's it's a people-helping-people company. Um, yeah, they sell the highest-grade supplements that you can buy, organized by, you know, some of the best people that I've ever met in my entire life, super-driven super helpful, super caring. And then the culture is just pervasive with the foundational values of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just something that is special that I've never really seen before. I don't yeah. think anyone's ever seen anything like it before and it will continue to grow. Um, so they help people through their health and wellness journey as best as they can. You know, mm-hmm. we provide coaching, provide nutritional tips, uh, supplementation, uh, support all this stuff so it's it's great my affiliation with them i'm an elite athlete right now uh that was announced in february i, I won their elite athlete search you know tens of thousands of people enter this hey, uh this flex on them this, congrats yeah bro. this is challenging <laughs> and yeah thanks yeah i appreciate it yeah. um and it's something that I've, I've been working with them for like four years now so to be in that uh that position i guess is is a real blessing and essentially, I mean, it just what it is, is their official vote of confidence that I represent their brand well. Right. And I think that that's something that's super cool. Um, very humbling for me to to be chosen for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do what I, I do my absolute best to just not just it, it, it didn't have to change anything. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not going to try and paint them in any other light other than what I see them in, which is the best um, and do the same for myself. Gotcha. Um, so pretty much just being like a face for face for the brand and, and a force for good for them. That's dope. And an, another yeah. question, I guess my last final question now is we've kind of talked about a lot of dope things. So you might've already let it slip, right? 
Uh, but I always mm-hmm. like to end with words of advice. And what I want that words of advice is to be, if no, somebody was to just not even listen to this entire interview, right, or they just saw a clip, um, what are words of advice you would give to somebody in order to create the life that they want to live? Mm-hmm. I would say to that person, first of all, I would say, listen, I want you to take these words and I want you to truly implement them. I'm not telling you this for any other reason than your own benefit, okay? You need to sit down and intentionally write out, write out routines that will build you into the person that you want to become. You need to sit down and break it down. What are actions that you need to repeatedly do in order to get you to your outcome? You write those down and then you think of three supporting skills, three supporting actions that you can do on a daily basis in order to establish that as a habit and then allow that habit to carry you through by force of habit and force of discipline. And that discipline and those habitual patterns of of progressive increasing actions will build the life that you're looking to create. Ooh, I felt like you was talking to me. You came up in the camera, bro. <laughs> Had a little <laughs> zoom in. I was like, whoa, this is intimate. <laughs> I was like, back looking off, into my bro. Soul right now. <laughs> I was like, back off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, that that's some real shit, bro. I really appreciate that. Man. That was clear, Absolutely. and I, I think somebody will somebody will be touched by this, man. Even even myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but before mm-hmm. I let you go, I want you to definitely promote. You know, you mentioned all these businesses that you're doing. You're making money off the, basically your likeness. So, let us mm-hmm. know one: how can we support you? Where can we find you at? All that fun stuff. Absolutely, you can find me online. All of my handles are the same at Stacy Irvin Jr. Uh, that's Stacy with an E. Irvin with an E. Um, <laughs> you can find me on all. No all G the, though. No G on the Irvin. No G. No G. <laughs> right. So um, find me on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I don't really use YouTube. Yeah. We're building out some stuff for you guys. Full, fully, uh, fully, fully invested content. Um, yeah. And then Wave Fitness. Um, if if you're looking for, you know, a way to get your workout game right, you're looking for a way to increase your your energy through properly fueling your body nutritionally. My programs through Wave Fitness, I create custom personalized workout programs and customized meal plans tailored to uh, your likes, dislikes, allergies, your dietary preferences. It's very specific to what it is that you're trying to achieve and how you like to eat or how you would like to eat. So you can go to wavefit.co to check out what you get there and sign up and I can get started with you. And if you're looking for supplementation, again, head to firstform.com dash team Irvin Jr. And, and find yourself something on there. If you need some help with that, feel free to reach out to me on IG and I'll get back with you and see what see what works best for you, what works best for your goals and, and how we can help you. Hey, man, man, I had to call she ready. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know my links. <laughs> but no, I'm a, I'll, put all, I'll put all the links in the show notes and the YouTube description as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, without further ado, bro, I appreciate you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a pal. To anybody listening, always remember to stay creative. Peace.
Thank you guys for tuning in to that creative conversation. I hope it was able to inspire you. And if you'd like to continue getting inspired, there's actually three main ways you guys can do that. One, you can actually watch all the YouTube videos. Uh, that's the full length episodes and also clips just to get a little preview about what each episode might be about. Two, you guys can actually listen on all podcasts and platforms, which is Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Please feel free to leave a rating or review. Just help me out and also get the word of mouth out there. Three, you guys can actually subscribe to the Paul and Pals newsletter, which is basically a written summary of each episode in addition to my takeaway. So that I kind of give what the episode made me think about, what I got from it. Link in the description and show notes. But without further ado, always remember to stay creative.